to the house of the Lord. You are so welcome. Good morning, my family. Good morning, good morning, church. New Beginnings Church, welcome to the house of the Lord. Amen. Holy Spirit, you are welcome here. Amen. When we say that uh, the Holy Spirit lives in here, I hope he lives in here. When we sing that song, we say, Holy Spirit, you're welcome here. 
Amen. To make sure that he's... Uh, thank you, Lord. Hey, church, we just want to welcome you to the house of God. My name is Michael Romero, your worship and arts pastor here at New Beginnings. And I want to welcome those here uh, at the house of the Lord, in the house of the Lord, and also those that are uh, watching from afar uh, via our live stream, or maybe for, maybe you're listening on our podcast a little bit later on. We want to greet you as well. And happy 4th of July weekend, family. Happy 4th of July weekend to you guys. We want to make sure that we, we celebrate. As, as, as we're just talking about 4th of July weekend, we want to remind you that our offices will be closed on Tuesday, July the 4th. In honor of Independence Day, just want to let you guys know that uh, our offices are going to be closed. However, we will be open Monday, closed Tuesday, and then, of course, regular business after that. So in case you need anything on that church. And just a couple of things that we want to fill you in on, church, uh, before we hand over the pulpit to our senior pastor, Richard Mansfield. Um, we had been talking to you guys a little bit about uh, what's going on with our family fun day at Cliffs. Uh, if you have not yet heard, if you have not seen on our uh, app or maybe our, our social media or maybe on our website, but we have been, we are sold out. We did not anticipate such a huge response. Uh, we are working to see if we can try to get a little more funding for that and try to get more tickets and more availability. We will let you guys know if that happens. Uh, we will let you know as soon as possible. But church, as of right now, we're, we're working hard at it, and we're going to be uh, next week's a new week, and hopefully we can knock on some more doors and make that happen for you guys. But a couple other things we want to let you guys know of. If you're not going to be able to make it to Cliff's Family Fun Day, that's okay. Because just a, a couple, about another week or so before that, there's a New Beginnings pool party on actually the 8th. It's going to be July the 8th at 5.30 p.m. And that's going to be, actually, we have the whole pool reserved at Rio Grande Pool. And that Rio Grande Pool is located right behind the zoo, right in the Barelas area. So if you guys just look up Rio Grande Pool, and you guys can have more information on that by, of course, always going to the New Beginnings Church app or our website. You'll be able to find directions. But if you're not able to do that, um, as far as our family fun day at Cliff's Amusement Park, there's an awesome Day planned for the family as well at the Rio Grande Pool at the New Beginnings uh, Pool Party. And it's hosted by NB Kids. And we want to thank Sister Jessica Ramirez always putting that really fun stuff together because she leave it to me. Uh, I'm not a really fun guy. We always need that fun person. And thank the Lord for people like Sister Jessica Ramirez who always think of really cool stuff like that. Hey, church, uh, other, other couple of things is our mobile food distribution will be next Friday the 14th. That's going to be on Friday the 14th, and if you're able to volunteer, if you can save that date, we would really, really appreciate it. We always need volunteers for that, as we've mentioned far, uh, just a, a lot of times, you know, we have this new added restaurant across the way, and we need help with traffic control, like, a lot. And, um, of course, we just get such a huge response, right, that the, the need is big, uh, the, the harvest is plenty, and we need workers, and so if you can help us and volunteer in that, we would really, really appreciate that church. And uh, beside that church, we want to thank you and always stay in touch with New Beginnings Church by always going to our app, staying up to date with our app and on our website, social media sites, um, and even just calling our office. And right behind me, you're going to have there's this QR, uh, QR code that if you click that, if you point your camera at that QR code, you can connect with the front office. Maybe you just have a, a general question. Maybe you want to reach out to one of our pastors and say, hey, maybe, maybe our prayer team, right? You can, you can submit a prayer request this way. You can sign up to volunteer. 
You can register for our events that we have. And this QR code is going to allow you uh, the opportunity to do that, to just to connect with the front office or just connect with us as a staff. Uh, if you don't get to connect with us when we're kind of up and down the, the hallways here during services or during the week. So we really appreciate it. We love to connect with you. Uh, and church, and another way to do that, and church, if you have not been able to uh, yet today um, give your tithe, that QR code will allow you to do that as well, okay? And that QR code will take you to our app and allow you to do that. And in that, we want to say thank you so much for your obedience and your faithfulness in the tithe. Uh, we always say, you know, these, these things are so important for the community. Our food distribution, the family fund day, the, the, the community within the church, the community outside of the building, right, outside of the four walls of this church is so important. And so we want to thank you for your faithfulness, for your obedience. And with that church, if you have not been able to do that, we can do that digitally through our texting, our app, or our website. It's all fun, or fun, safe, and secure. It's fun, that's for sure. It is fast and secure, and it's very, very simple for you to use, church, um, if you've not been able to do it. If not, if you like their envelopes outside of the church, outside of this rather uh, sanctuary that you can pick up after service, and you can drop them off at one of the tithing boxes. And with that, church, I'll ask you to turn your attention to the screen. Every day, we walk within it. Most of us unaware of it, holding fast to it nonetheless, as we breathe its air and take in its beauty, as we work its land and cultivate its commerce. We create in it, laugh in it, dance in it, raise our families in it, kneel and pray for it. But here, here is the day where we stop and look at it. Really look at it. We light up the sky for it. Wave our flags with a special kind of joy. Gather our neighbors and loved ones and let freedom ring. Over the mountains we climb through the neighborhoods where we live our lives and into the night sky that watches it all. We celebrate our freedom and press on to perfect the process of democracy. Our democracy. With every hearty handshake and every bright firework and each prayer of Thanks to God for all of it, we continue to pursue the protection of life. We keep protecting the hard-fought liberty. Out of many, we have become one. Happy Fourth of July weekend. There Thank we go. You. I'm not good at pushing buttons. I'm not a button pusher. <laughs> hey, uh, we really need to be praying for all of those people that are um, 
on a four-day weekend. Uh, we, there was a huge celebration last night, a Freedom Fest. Some of you might have been there last night at the Balloon Fiesta Park. There were probably 100,000 people there celebrating the freedom we have in Christ. And uh, we have a lot of different groups that were part of that, and we are so grateful for that. It is a great joy for me to introduce to you a brother, a friend, a man of God that God is using greatly. This is Pastor Juan Santos, and he is from the Dominican Republic. We are supporting some of the work that he is doing. He's not only the bishop over the island of, of uh, the Dominican Republic, if you don't know where that's at, it's just off to, if you look at a map, it's on the left side of Cuba. It's uh, share, They share the island with Haiti is on one side, Dominican is on the other side. And he is the bishop of the island and has planted churches throughout the island. But he also has recently become the speaker for the Church of God radio program, Spanish speaking. And Juan is a dear brother, a dear friend, and he's gonna be breaking open the word of God today. So would you please welcome Pastor Juan Santos. Thank you, my Thank brother. You. Thank you. Hey, good morning. Thank you for having us here. I am with my wife, Miriam, which is here. Miriam, por favor. Miriam is the best and most beautiful Argentinian in the world. I met her when I went to the Bible school in Argentina. So uh, we were studying the same school and we got married there. So we have been married for 31 years already. I've been so blessed. Um, I am so honored to be with you today, uh, Pastor Richard Mansfield. Uh, I love this guy. <laughs> this is a tremendous man of God. I know him for many years. And the first time I met him was in Costa Rica. Is there anyone from Costa Rica here? No. Is there anyone from the Dominican Republic here? Hey, I don't like this. Okay, from Puerto Rico. That's close. <laughs> okay. Is there anyone here from Argentina? You see, you are short to the nationalities. So, uh, but we are all citizens of heaven. Which is the most important part. So Pastor Cindy, Pastor uh, Richard Mansfield, thank you for giving us this opportunity. And before I jump in the uh, uh, message I want to share with you, I want to before give you thanks for what you have been doing for the uh, Hermandad Cristiana program, which is the Spanish program for the Church of God in Latin America and in the United States. Uh, as we began the uh, speakers and director for this program, we found out many great things. And one of them is that this is maybe the most supported church of this ministry. And we want to thank you for that. Thank you for what you are doing. We appreciate that. But sometimes when you do something like this, you say, well, 
why should I do that? Why should I give money and prayer for a ministry like this? Let me tell you why. Uh, maybe five months after we became the speakers for this program, we had a message from a guy from uh, Nicaragua. He said, I was listening to your program, and I gave my heart to the Lord. I want you to pray for me to secure this decision. And we prayed. He gave his heart to the Lord. And then he, he told us his story. He said, I am a motorcycle racer. But one day we have a competition. I was not able to attend the competition and compete. So he said, I told my, uh, my cousin to take my, my place. And go on the race. So two of his cousins went on the race. And during that time, both of his cousins were killed in an accident. After that, uh, their parents, not, he was not raised by his parents, but by his uncle. His uncle blamed him to be the responsible for the death of his cousins. And he was so bad, he said, I felt in depression, and I didn't know what to do with my life. I got too ill that my heart was so bad, very bad condition. I had to go to the doctor, got medication for that. And one day I was ready to take my life because I didn't know what to do. I, I felt so bad that I was blaming to be the responsible for this death, but I was not. But he said, this is what it is. So he said, best thing for me is to take my life right away. So he was ready for that. And that's why you guys made the difference. Your support to this program makes the difference. He said, I heard to the program and Mandat Christiana. And he said, I was told that after I made this decision to take my life, even I didn't do it, I was told that I have no forgiveness from God. Because after you made that decision or you at least consider that, there's no way God can forgive you for that. But when you spoke on the radio, you said that God can forgive anything. And when I heard that, I said, well, but then he can forgive me from what I did. And he said, I repent and I ask God for forgiveness. And I gave my heart to the Lord. And here I am. I want you to pray for me. And then the other part of this situation was that his uncle did not forgive him. So he was always worried about this. And one day, because of his illness, he went to the doctor. And his uncle took him to the doctor. As they wait for the doctor to attend them. He said, his uncle got near him and said, I want to salute your decision. I knew you gave your heart to the Lord, and I'm happy for that. And I also want to tell you that you are not responsible for the death of my son. Nothing to do with you, and I forgive you. He said, that was the best day in my life. But this is only because of your generosity. When you give to this program or any other uh, ministry like giving 
food away. It's not only food. It's not only money. You are giving your life, your time, your effort, your knowledge. And you are giving to the kingdom of God. And you are changing lives. I am just sharing with you this only testimony. But we have many of them. Every day we have about 30 to 25 to 30 people uh, texting us. Miriam is the one who uh, follow up on these people on Facebook. And uh, every day people asking for prayer. Uh, people with uh, problems in their marriages. People having problems with their work or many different things. So they will say, please, would you pray for me and my marriage and my wife and my family? We have many people from Venezuela, from Mexico, and all over Latin America. And uh, this is not only something we can do, like Miriam and I speaking on the microphone. It's something that we all together are doing. So we want to thank you for that. And thank you, pastors, for what you are doing. Thank you for having this church in this way. Thank you. So if you can just continue to pray for us as we continue this journey, uh, reaching out for people in many nations, um, people that will go to heaven just because of your decision. So thank you. Thank you for praying for us. And, and if you wanted to listen to more stories, you can reach, reach to us afterwards, or you can go to Hermandad Cristiana Radio on Facebook. That's our webs, uh, our page, Hermandad Cristiana. You go at Hermandad Cristiana Radio or Radio and on Facebook. And also, we have a uh, we run two radio stations, one in Spanish, which is Confia Radio. You go to Google Confia Radio. And you will have there all kinds of music to empower you and give you more uh, hope and faith in your life and uh, good work. And also, we have a station in English, which is uh, Trust Radio. And then uh, from there, we can continue to be connected. So, now, let's go to this Uh, I think it's a message that will change the way you think. We all have been made, created by God with one purpose in our lives. But not everybody discovered this purpose. We just live day by day. What will you do today? Well, I don't know. I will wait the day to come and then I make the decision. But this is not the way God intended that to be. He designed your life for a very unique purpose. But it is up to you to discover this purpose. And I want to share with you the story of a man that amazed me. You might have heard about the Jabez prayer. It is in First Chronicle chapter 4 verse 9 to 10. First Chronicle 4, 9 to 10. And this story, they are just reading the gene- genealogia, genealogy of his family. And all of a sudden, they changed the story and goes, 
but Javed. So it says, Javed was more honorable than his brothers. His mother had named him Javed, saying, I gave birth to him in pain. Javed cried out to God, to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me and enlarge my territory. Let your hand be with me and keep me from harm so that I will be free from pain. And God granted his request. Wow. I was born in a very uh, poor house. I was born in the mountains. There is nothing bad with being born in the mountains. It's a, it's a blessing. But it's a matter of understanding what is the purpose of God for you. So where I was born in the mountains, the, the floor of our house was dirt. And very basic things, you know. And uh, my father was a very humble man. He was in agriculture. And, um, but he carried something from his ancestors. Idolatry. He didn't know. He just lived with it. And I want to speak with you today about breaking down all of those change or um, things that you are carrying in your backpack with, from your ancestors. How can this happen? My father, I remember when I was a boy, a little boy, he, he brought into our house like 20, 25 people from somewhere else to come and do a idolatry celebration in our house. And uh, I know for sure that he didn't have any idea what he was doing. But even if he didn't know what he was doing, the devil knew. And he, he knew that my father was doing something good for the devil, but not good for the kingdom of God. And that brings to our lives curses. A lot of things that you don't like to have in your life. For example, for some of you, you were raised in a house where your father was an alcoholic or a drug addict or maybe a drug dealer. You were raised in a house where your parents fight all the time and hit each other. And you just said, well, this is what it is. But this is not normal. We are not to be fighting all the time. It's happened sometimes. Every 40 years. Is that correct, Pastor? <laughs> or every five, 500 years. We can fight, but not all the time. So anyway, we, we think that the way we were raised is the correct and normal way, but it's not. But we don't know that we are bringing these things from our ancestors. My grandfather from my mother's side was Spanish. And thank, 
thanks God for the Spanish, but I don't know if you know that the Dominican Republic is the first country uh, in America where the Spanish settled. And so we have the first paved street in this new world. We have this first uh, hospital, the first university, the first uh, uh, Catholic church in the whole continent. And uh, we have a unique history of the Spanish in our country. But the Spanish were this kind of people that took away all the gold from our people. When Christopher Columbus came to the Dominican Republic, he took all the gold and sent it to Spain because he will get 10% of this business. So they killed the, our Indians or indigenous just because they wanted to take more and more and more and more and control these people. When I read all of these things, I found out and I felt guilty all of this because of my ancestors. Then I went to Spain. And in Spain, I prayed to God and said, God, I want to repent in behalf of my, my ancestors. Because this was not something nice. So I want you to forgive me and forgive all of my lineage. And I want to be a good people to my nation and to my people. But um, not everybody understands something like this. They might say, you are crazy. You didn't do it. I knew I didn't do it. But I knew my ancestors did. And you have been dealing with situations in your life. Things that you don't understand, but they are there, controlled in your life. Then you grew up, and now you want to control others. You get married, you want to fight your wife or your husband. You get married, and you don't pay attention to your children. You just let them go because you want to live your own life. And then you go, hmm, now I am, an, I am a believer. What should I do? Well, I wanted to encourage you to do what Jabez did. Jabez was just one among his brothers, but he made a decision to become not just one among of his brothers. He said, I will be the one. I will be that one that will say, this is not the way it should be done. His mother gave him his, this name because she said, I gave him birth in pain. So my brothers and sisters, I want to let you know, it is not a good idea to let our circumstances to name our future. You might be going through tough time now, but this is not the end of your life. This is not what should control your future. Jabez's mother, she said, I gave him birth in pain. 
So I will call him pain. So Jabez means pain. Can you imagine you have your kid walking with you on the street instead of calling him, Alberto, come here. You go, pain, come here. The Lord, follow me. You never think of that, but this is what it is. This is what happened here. She called him pain. Dolor. So, Dolor, how, how are you today? Well, I'm in pain. <laughs> But you have been named after some circumstances in your life. And in your life, maybe, there was time in your household where they were going through tough time and they said, you are not good enough. You will never make it. There's no way you can get that. For example, you might thought of being a lawyer and they said, no, nobody has been a lawyer in our family before. So you won't do it. You will say, I will become rich. They go, rich? What are you talking about? We are not from a rich family. So this is not for you. And you go, okay. But Jabez said, I will do something different here. He called to the name of God and said, God, can you bless me? And he made a decision to become more brilliant, wiser, and important than his brothers. He said, I will not continue to be the same As all of my family members, I will be different. And after this decision, he cried out to God and said, God, if you bless me and if your hand will be with me. Do you know what is the hand of God being with you like? We pray sometimes, Lord, give me our daily bread or God give me some money for this and this but how about having the hand of God with you all the time which means that you are blessed all the time not only one moment not only one day but the, all of your life wherever you go like it says for Joseph in the Bible it says that the presence of God that God the hand of God was with him and he was blessed All you need is the hand of God with you. So I want to encourage you to, be, it doesn't matter where you are coming from, if you come from Mexico or from far Mexico or from 10,000 behind Mexico <laughs> or if you are coming from any other country, it doesn't matter. Or if you were born in the United States, it doesn't make any difference. But if you will have the hand of God with you, things will be different. Let me give you an example. I know people that were born in the Dominican Republic in a very poor place. And I know people that were born in the United States and the richest nation, uh, nation in the world. And you see no difference between each other. People in the United States continue to be poor, 
and people in the Dominican Republic continue to be poor. And you say, why is this? They live in a rich country, and this lives in a poor country, and they are all the same. Why? The difference is the hand of God with you or not. When the presence of God is with you, this is shown not only in a spiritual way that you pray to God, you go to church, but this should be shown also in your natural way of living. Like, you are not supposed to live in poverty after you became a Christian. And I will say that again. After you became a Christian, you are not supposed to, be, to continue to live in poverty. You might say, mm, well, I don't think so. You might believe it or not, but that's what the Bible teaches us. When you became a Christian, Jesus said in John 10 verse 10, I came to give you life and life in abundance. And let me tell you, he's not talking about any spiritual stuff over there. He's speaking about just life. He said, the devil, the enemy came to steal, to kill, and what else? And destroy. But I came to give you life and give you life in abundance. So if the devil comes to destroy, and you have been destroyed and broken for a long time, now Jesus came in your life. Do you think that he's, he came just to say, okay, just, you can just continue the life you've, you lived in the past? Or he came to change that? So, let me tell you, brother. If you are a believer, the least things you can do is to change. Not, not because you want to change. Just because Jesus is there. And when he comes, things change. If you don't change, you are saying that Jesus is a liar. And he's not a liar. He's not a liar. He's always true. So if he is truth and he is always true, we might change. But you say, how can I change? I've tried, but I never get it. Well, what Jabez did was he prayed to the God of Israel. And he said, God, would you bless me? I cannot do it myself, but can you do it for me? Would you change my life? Would you bless me? Can your hand be with me? And hold on a second, Lord. Would you please also keep me from pain, from harm? Can you protect me from pain? This is not something easy to pray. But he did. And you know what? God granted his prayer, his request. Wow! Can you imagine one day you wake up and you are ill and then you pray, Lord, would you heal me today? But sometimes we pray, but we don't believe it. <laughs> we just pray. But can you imagine if you are 
sick for many years, and then one day, just like that, he healed you. Like in my life, I had headache for eight years, every day. Every day during the whole day, eight years. I was a painter. I used to paint uh, furniture and things like that. When I was 17, I started doing that. And I spent some years doing that. And pain caused you many problems that you don't feel at the beginning. But then it happened. So I was in pain for eight years. And I prayed and God healed me. So I never had any more pain. That was something, wow, I have no pain today. But this can happen to you also. So let me tell you this. In January 28th this year, I was in a convention, a conference, and my son and I, we were to go to our church. I have to speak to my youth uh, in our church. And uh, it was 4 o'clock, and he said, Daddy, we should leave here 10 to 4. Okay? So we left the conference got in a car, I was driving on the street, and all of a sudden I feel like everything was spinning around. Like, and I go, hmm. stop the car, uh, put the emergency brake and the parking light, and said, son, would you please come and drive? I don't feel well. And he goes, what do you feel? And one week before that, in our house, our son was coming from work, and we just wanted to celebrate that he came safe. So we just clap and say, hey, welcome home. We were sitting on the table for dinner, and I, I felt everything was spinning around like so fast that I pulled the table like this. And, Whoa. and Miriam said, what happened? So I feel like everything is like moving around, I have to hold from the table, not to be, to go with the, <laughs> with all the furniture. So, uh, nothing happened. Couple of minutes, I was like this, and then nothing happened. But that day, when we were driving on the street, and then started driving, and he said, "Papi, I think you feel you are not well." He said, he saw in my eyes, and he said, your eyes are too much bright in your eye. What happened? And then he said, take my hand with your left hand and hold me strong. And I did, and he felt I didn't have enough strength in my hand. And then he saw my Mouth turning to the left side. Like this. Do you get it? And he said, I will take you to the hospital right away. And he took me to the hospital. And on the way, he was praying and saying, Daddy, everything will be okay. I think you are having a stroke. And uh, everything will be okay. Don't worry. Just Stay with me. I felt like I want to sleep. I was like, oh, 
he, he goes, don't sleep, stay with me, just keep there, don't sleep, stay with me, everything will be all right, don't worry. And he took me to the hospital, and he was speaking to me all the time and praying for me. And he said, I think you are having a stroke. When we got to the hospital, the doctors started asking me questions like, what day is today? What is your name? Where do you think you are? What is the name of the president of this country? And so forth. And then they took my hand and said, put some pressure on here. And then with this hand, and then with my legs, right and left. And she said, I would recommend you to take him to a bigger hospital where they have more equipment to treat him. We have no uh, intensive care unit here, so you should take him to some, somewhere where you have it because just in case, she said. So he took me to a bigger hospital, and they took me a uh, echo... Tomography, a tomography on my head. And when they got with the paper and they go, hmm, they call a, the doctor, the neuro, neurologist, and uh, say, yes, he's having a stroke. So they kept me in the hospital for a couple of hours. Uh, and the doctor said, well, the way he responded, because all the questions they asked me, I responded correctly. I never lose my sense or nothing. I never felt any pain or uh, fear or nothing. I was fine. And they said, doctor said, well, he can go home today and let him have an appointment with me to double check. So I did it. He gave me a medic medication. And uh, when I went to his office, he said, let me check on that. And he goes, hmm, okay. I said, well, this is interesting. And he goes, the, the paper showed my, my brain. And he goes, you see it here? You had a stroke, stroke here. You see this one? You have another one here and another one here and another one here. And you never even realized it. Say wow. <laughs> but you didn't notice I have a stroke before, before I told you. You know why? Because the God of Israel, Jesus, who is able to change anything, was able to protect me. And I have no symptoms at all, nothing. I'm perfect. And then they took me through a long process of exams and testing and studies go to this machine let me go through this like crazy two weeks like every day going to one place to another he wanted to make sure that i was fine so they check on my heart my blood pressure my sugar my veins and when i got all of these results he said hmm you are perfect. Nothing wrong. Nothing to be worried uh, to have fear of. And he goes, oh, it seems that you, you eat very well. Just keep eating what you always eat. And I said, well, I have my chef with me. <laughs> I 
cooked very well. So he said, just keep eating what you eat and you are well. He said, come back in two months and let's check again. And I did. And he goes, you are fine. <laughs> come back in six months. And that will be after I come back from this trip. So, can you imagine if God, the hand of God, was not with me? Where I were. I know people that just die because of a stroke. Or they just got like paralyzed one side or they couldn't speak or even see or something like that. I have nothing. I am perfect. When Jesus said, I came to give you life and abundance, this is what he's talking about. It's not only about spiritual life, which is fine, but he's talking about everything. Everything. When David was born, he was named pain because his mother was going through pain at the moment. But brothers and sisters, please don't make our circumstances to det determine our future. Don't name your house or your car or your business or your family or yourself after a circumstance, uh, difficult circumstance. Make, name it after God's grace. He is good and he's will, He will be with you wherever you go. And He will be with you even in those moments when you are sitting in a car and you have a stroke. Driving on the street. And you go to the doctor and he said, you are fine. But I was not fine because he gave me any medication. I was fine because the presence of God was with me and he protected me from evil. So now, I always knew the power of God in my life. But now I know I have, it's like when you have a competition. You win, like I used to, to run like 100 meters. And uh, when you win, you have your prize. And then you win in another competition, you got another prize. Well, I have my salvation, which is the best prize I ever get. And then I got healed from my headaches. And now I can say I am an overcomer of a stroke. How about that? So Jabez made a decision to become not one among his brothers, but the one. The one who will be able to say, Lord, I will not continue to be the same people I was named after the pain of my mother. Sometimes we, as believers, we used to call our friends, relatives, sons and daughters, just because we are going through pain or difficult times. Let's not do that. Even you are in a very, very difficult times, you name your kids after the presence of the Lord in your life. How is that? Well, the Bible says, you are, you are the children of God. You are blessed. No weapon against you will prosper. 
So even you are going through tough time, don't forget that you are with God. And even you feel like angry against your spouse or your children, don't let your mouth speak something that is not that is not certified by God. Stop your tongue your tongue when you want to talk. If you want to say you are a you are a man of God. <laughs> you are a daughter of God. You are powerful in God. And then, let's say, like in my case, my son, he would do something wrong again, and I go, I told you, you are a prophet of God. <laughs> Because, you know, when you're angry, you want to say things that then you go, ooh, why did I say that? But you are causing something in the life of this person, like his mother, Jabez's mother, She didn't know. She was calling his son pain. But one day he said, wait a minute. I want to change this situation. I won't be called Jabez. I will be a son of God. And there is a singer, a very pop, popular singer in the Dominican Republic uh, named Lenny Salcedo. You can go to Google and listen to his music. Uh, there is a very famous song he wrote is um, um, Todo obra para bien Todo obra para bien He said when he was a teenager he was a believer but one day he said I want to test the life outside. I want to see how is that like. I've never been a Drinking or doing crazy things. I want to just try it. <laughs> That's crazy. You never do that, please. <laughs> Don't do that. And uh, he, he just tried. So for I don't know how many years, he just ran out of the church doing crazy things. But his mother knew he was doing wrong things on the street. And he came late home. So he was praying for him. During his time on the street, she was praying for him. And when he came home, she never complained. She never said, what are you doing? Where are you coming from? No. He knocked on the door. She went up and said, welcome, man of God. And that's it. Next day, he came late. Never complain. She just go, welcome prophet of God. And she was naming him after the word of God. Everything she knew that God had for his future. And one day he's, he got mad at his mom and goes, what are you doing? Why you call me so? Salvation is individual. And he goes, yes, it is. But... I can pray individually too. <laughs> so you are not to stop me from praying for you. And she goes, 
You are the most beautiful man of God I ever met. You are a worship of God. You are so powerful. Even when he came from the street and she knew what he was doing. Never complained. And one day he was in a place that I am not even wanting to mention. Doing something that is not worthy to be mentioned in a church. And when he was there, all of a sudden, in his heart, this feeling came to him. What am I doing here? I am a man of God. I'm not supposed to be doing something like this. And he left that place and ran to his house and went to his mom and said, Mommy, thank you for praying for me. Now, I am that man of God you always told me to be. And now, this guy, if you go to Google or uh, YouTube and look for Lenny Salcedo, you will see his voice, his gracious voice, a great ministry. He not only composed music for him, but for Mark Anthony. Uh, Puerto Rican, you know, uh, what's the name of the guy, this guy who sent the song Torero? Uh, hay que ser Torero. ¿Cómo se llama Miriam ese cantante? Bien famoso. Um, well, anyway, uh, this very famous Puerto Rican guy, he he helped him to compose some music for him. So very famous, even unbelievers go to him and say, I need your help. So today, what I want to say is, how about if we break the designation of our ancestors of our lives? How about if we say today, this is not the way it should be done. Even I was raised in a home where my father was an alcoholic. My mother used drugs. I made a decision today to be different. And from my life to the future, all my generations will be different and blessed and changed by the power of God. Don't be afraid of praying something that you might think this is crazy but it says that God granted him his request so I wanted to invite you to pray that this is the end of your crazy life this is the end of that curse in your life from your past and today you will say this is the end of this I will be different. I will live a blessed life. I will make sure that the hand of God will be with me all the time. If you want to pray for that, you can come here to the front. Or you can just stand up where you are. And I will pray for you.
Does anybody want to pray today to change your future and the uh, future of your generations to come? Divorce. Divorce is not something that... This is not something easy to deal with. I never have gone through divorce. But you, know, you don't know. Sometimes it happens. You say, but why I do that? It has to do with your ancestors. But today we can break that down here. Amen? Go ahead. Break every shame. His power. Amen. There is power in his hand. There is power in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every Break every chain. Break every chain. There is, power there is power in your name, Jesus. In the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. To break every chain. Break every chain. Yo quebranto toda maldición en el nombre de Jesús. Toda maldición es quebrantada en el nombre de Jesús. Todo designio del diablo se rompe en este día. Todo designio del diablo lo rompemos por el poder de Dios. Y declaramos liberación, sanidad, restauración. Gracias, Señor. Gracias, Señor. Gracias, Espíritu Santo. Concédele la petición de su corazón en el nombre de Jesús. Toda maldición se rompe ahora. Toda maldición se rompe. Gracias, Señor. Sana, Sana en el Libera de Rompe toda maldición. Toda maldición. Quebrantamos toda maldición, rompemos la maldición de su antepasado ahora en el mundo. Declaramos poder sobre su vida, declaramos poder sobre su vida en el nombre de Jesús. Desarmamos toda obra del diablo, declaramos libre y fuerte en el nombre de Jesús. Declaramos una nueva vida, un nuevo tiempo. Se rompe el pasado, se rompe el pasado. Quebrantamos toda obra del diablo, la quebrantamos ahora en el nombre de Jesús. Eres libre por el poder de Dios. Eres libre en el nombre de Jesús. Eres libre en el nombre de Jesús. Fuerte y libre en el nombre de Jesús. Libre y próspera, bendecida en abundancia. 
paz paz en el nombre de Aleluya. Amén. Come on, sing with us. Sing along. There is power. There is power. It's not in our name, it's in the name of Jesus. There is power in the name of Jesus. The name of Jesus is with us today. He's able to break every chain. Let him break every change in your life today. Yes. Let Jesus break every change in your life right now. Tell him, Lord, break every change in my life. Thank you for your power. Thank you for granting us our request. Now you speak over this church today in Jesus' name. That your presence will go with them. Every step they make will be with your presence. Your hand will be with them. And every one of them will know that you love them and that you love doing great things for them and I pray and break every change in the life of everybody here Lord that everyone here it's been blessed by your presence and the past is break here we break every circumstances that brought them here from pain and being hopeless. So we pray today that the hope of you, Lord, is with them. And the faith is being enlarged. In Jesus' name. When Jabez prayed, he said, If you were enlarged my territory, many of you have been living in a very small territory, very few influence. But if you pray today, God can enlarge your territory. He will give you more influence in the community, in the business arena, in the church. So raise your hand. If you want to pray with me this prayer, you can say, Lord. I come before you today because I know you are the Lord of my, of my heart. You are my salvation. You are my rock. You are my future. 
So today I repent from my past. I ask you forgiveness in behalf of my ancestors. And I make the decision today to live a different life. From today on, I will live the life you intended for me to live. Lord, thank you for your hand on my life. Enlarge my territory. Help me. I have tried many times and I couldn't. But today, I pray that you, Lord, will help me and you are changing my thoughts and my life and my generations after me will be blessed and powerful in your name amen amen before I leave this pulpit I want to pray for salvation is there is anyone here who don't know the Lord yet you might be like I've been coming to church for a long time but never made a decision to give your heart to the Lord or you gave your heart to the Lord but you quit and today you say I wanted to come back I want to re-encounter with the Lord I would like to pray for you if you want to do that So pray with me this prayer. Say, Lord, I know you are Jesus, the Savior. And I want to repent from my sins. And I want you to become the Lord of my life. And I give you my heart. I invite you to come into my heart and be my Savior forever. Thank you for changing my life and giving me a future of blessing. Amen. Amen. Would you give the Lord a hand clap for using Pastor Santos this morning? Thank the Lord for that. Be praying for all of those that are traveling this weekend. Pastor Santos, why don't you and your wife go on out? I know people want to meet you and be able to share with you. God bless you, church. You're dismissed. We hope to see you on Wednesday night. God bless you.